Welcome to the Hello Beautiful podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and share today's episode. We are a space of women empowering women, and I'm your host, Samantha Roberto. And today I am so excited to be chatting with Marlo Ellis, the visionary behind the Uncommon Woman platform. It's a space that provides women the tools and opportunities to stand on the shoulders of their powerful stories from struggle to strength and share their personal truths. She's hosting global events, giving women the opportunity to be heard, and today she is here to share her journey. From overcoming an abusive relationship and starting from scratch to walking away from it all in order to follow her truth, Marlo is going to tell us exactly how she overcame adversity and how she's now leading a movement helping other women do the same. Let's get to it. excited to have you as a guest today um, because you are really somebody who I we've we go years back and we like do. we go like different lifetimes back I, I know like, absolutely I look at all the incredible things you're doing and it's like wow to have witnessed your journey and to see where you are it's just it's been such an honor thank you so um just to kind of recap uh Marlo you are on a woman on a mission You've yes. got the Uncommon Woman platform, which sort of branches off into like a bunch of different awesome things. And can you tell us, just to get it from your perspective, mm-hmm. let us know what you're up to. Okay. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I honestly love having these conversations. This is my favorite part of what I do is the conversations I get to have with incredible people. And I've loved watching your journey. Loved it. It's been so great. So thank you for inviting me on. So The Uncommon Woman is a platform for women to share their stories of strength and struggle. And it really came from my own personal experience. But I can get into that later. But to just to answer your question... Uh, the Uncommon Woman has kind of evolved over the last few years. And what I'm really focusing in on right now is getting out there and meeting women specifically live and in person and giving them opportunities to share their stories, to connect with other women. So, you know, creating safe spaces for people who maybe don't necessarily have those opportunities to come into rooms, sacred containers with other women and share and emote if they need to emote and talk about some of the things that they've gone through. Because as you and I both know, uh, we all have painful stories, but it's not always like the cool thing to do, right? To go into uh, an event space or to a living room and talk about the death of your child or your double mastectomy or the fact that you have become destitute because you had to leave an abusive relationship. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that people just don't necessarily share on a regular basis, but they need to, they need places to do that. So what I'm really focusing on right now in the movement is actually creating more spaces that are alive and in person and kind of pulling out from behind the screen. Mm. So that's where the focus has been this year. Yeah. I love it. There's so much power in being heard, being able Mm. to just speak your story with no shame, no guilt, like complete truth. Yeah. And the craziest thing is that when you do and you show up this way, and this is what your platform essentially creates is for women to be able to stand up and get it out there. It's absolutely it's therapeutic. It's healing. Mm -hmm. But it's also 
you're helping so many people doing so. Yeah, that's and that's been a really great part of this journey, which was, you know how things unfold. We were just talking about this before we we jumped on the podcast was that, you know, the Uncommon Woman originally was just a platform that I wanted to create a, a space. So originally it was just kind of my passion project. It was a Facebook tribe and kind of like a community page where people could come in and share and talk. But then what I recognized was that not everybody has the words mm. to put their stories uh, into some kind of a logical sequence, for lack of a better term. And of course, when you are in something, you don't always really know how to clearly express it to other people, which was part of what happened with me is that I was going through something so traumatic and I didn't know how to share it with other people. And of course, all I really needed to do was just open my mouth and start talking. But I thought that there was some special way of doing it. So what I've recognized is that so many women feel like I felt and they need somebody to come in and say, let's just have a conversation and, and start somewhere and then maybe, you know, block it off into chunks. And so it gives you some clarity and some kind of understanding about how this happened or how it's impacted your life and, you know, where you were versus where you are now. So that has actually become a really important part of my work, but it wasn't something I predicted, you know, I love it. Something that rolls with, with the platform. Yeah. And the two things that really stood out to me there is just like, you never know. It's just following that. Like you just take the first Mm -hmm. step in faith and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now here, now there, now there. And it all starts with just starting a conversation. It's literally like a conversation can change your life yeah. asking for help sharing your story doing something there you know it's it starts with Absolutely. just saying hey can we talk right yeah uh, oh my gosh yes so I <laughs> want I want to go back a little bit because yeah. like I mean for okay. you it's like and even now it's like you you know you come across as just like and you always have just so empowered and there and just an mm. energy of like strength really like you you had the gym I met you through I think maybe right. eight years ago when you had the gym um, uh, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, I opened my gym in 2012. Okay, so about six, seven years. So yeah, take us back to that time. Like, let's get into because you said like you don't just mm-hmm. start something like this out of nowhere. You've got your story. So right, yeah, let's, let's go there. Yeah. So in 2011, I moved home from working internationally, and I had retired from teaching, and I decided that I wanted to go into fitness because I had fallen in love with the transformational process, which I had always, you know, I had always been involved in fitness, but I started transforming my own body because I was turning 40. And it's amazing how I look back and that one decision has completely changed the trajectory of my life. So I wanted to step onto a fitness competition stage for my 40th birthday. So I put a ton of focus in on fitness. And while I was teaching internationally, I was training for the stage. And what happened was as I started to transform, a lot of women around me started saying, hey, you know, you're my age, I'm 40, I'm 42, I'm 38. If you can do this, can can you help me do this, you know? And so what I started doing was training women on the side. Mm, uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, at the gym. So I worked at an American school in Mexico, and we had the most beautiful fitness facility. And so after school, I'd go work out, and then women would want me to train them. And so I started charging them like 30 bucks an hour, you know, because it took a lot of my time. And I started falling in love with the transformational process, and I could see how through changing the way that they – treated themselves physically, it started to transform their mindset. Mm. 
Hmm. So fast forward, I decided to retire from fit, uh, from teaching mm-hmm. at 10 years to go full-time into fitness. And so I went back to Thunder Bay, which was home hometown for both of us. And I decided to try to launch my fitness business there. And so I found a studio that was owned by a gentleman and he was looking for somebody to partner with to share his space. So I went, we talked, we fell in love. Uh, as it happens. <laughs> it's like, oh, hi. Um, so and it really, it happened really quickly. You know, we, we just had very similar visions of where we wanted our lives to go and everything seemed beautiful and perfect. And so we went from business partners to partners in life and then things just kind of took a turn and they really, it, it turned really quickly. It wasn't something that I was expecting. It was also, was not something I'd ever experienced before. So there were a lot looking back, of course, there were a lot of flags that, that showed up that were warning signs of the way that, that he was in relationship. But I just ignored them because we had a business together. We were living together. He had a child that I really adored and we just were so deep into Mm. relationship. And And so often we do that. It's like we're in a situation and we want, like in our minds, we're like, you paint it a bit of a different way or you can see it, but you look at it at a different angle because of what you want. But it's like, and I think in a situation like that, I just want to ask you, like, did anybody around you, were they close enough to see the signs? Like, did anybody Everybody. warn you? Okay. Everybody. Okay. Uh, I don't know that they were warning me as much as they were just saying like, hey, you know, how's everything with you guys? You know, and, and the thing was, he's a, I, I have nothing negative to say about him. He's a charming human being. Um, and he's really good at what he does. And so from the outside, we looked like we were doing really well, mm. right? And we were putting on the facade and we were the perfect couple and all of the things. But behind closed doors, I was incredibly unhappy and I was afraid uh, of where it was going. And, and I was also not really sure what to do. I'd never experienced something like that before. Oh, wow. Okay. That's crazy. So how quickly did it take for it to kind of like escalate or what happened? Like if you don't mind going into the details. Of what... Yeah, no. So what happened was he hacked into some of my emails that were old, old emails. Uh, this is what ignited it. So that's why okay. I'm telling you this. Yeah. And uh, I was sleeping. Everything was fine. We'd been together about three or four months. And he hacked into my emails one night when I was in bed. And he read old love letters that I had written to an ex-boyfriend years before. And uh, when I woke up in the morning, there was a sticky note on my laptop with the email that was open that said nice. And of course, I was I instantly knew that things uh, that things were going to go south because I just thought to myself, you know, this is a really odd way to manage this situation. Plus, there was nothing there that was incriminating or bad, but it was just his reaction to it. And the Mm. fact that he felt like he needed to go into my personal stuff Mm. anyway so that was the beginning of the end you know from that point on he didn't feel like he could trust me and that I didn't love him and it was just you know I could go on and on but I don't really that doesn't go there that's the past yeah but what what really is important is that I continued to stay in something that was showing me all the signs so there were affairs there were lots of other women um there was really abusive kind of like ghosting emotional ghosting I like to call it where I just was, it was like as if I was dead in my own home. You know, I just wasn't there. And it just got worse until eventually uh, I was, he threatened my life. And at that point I was like, oh, okay, so this is where this is going. And so 
I leaned into, that's about the time that I really leaned hard into my support circle, which was my closest of friends and my family. And I said, this is what's been said and I got to get out. And so we started a plan B and we worked on it together. And basically uh, he changed the locks on the business that we were running together. And that very day was the day that I opened my gym in your uncle's. Yeah, that's right. And it was one of our buildings back home. Yeah, that's right. So your family actually played a huge role. And I don't even know that you know that, but your family played a huge role in in my story. A huge role. I I mean, Aldo, I will never, ever, ever forget that he gave me a space and he gave me my first month's rent for free because I had no money and I was about to lose everything. And uh, he gave me my first month's rent for free. And then the second month, I think, was like 500 bucks. And we did a graduated scale. So he, and I remember we were sitting on the uh, windowsill at that building. And he said to me, oh, I'm going to get emotional. Yeah. I'm getting emotional. I'm like sitting there <laughs> crying. It's okay. And he said to me, nobody ever has to go. Nobody should ever go through this. And so he's like, I always will feel like he saved me. Yeah. I know. I forgot that, that was part of my story. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it says a lot about your family and why your family is so important. And you know, like at the end of the day, it's like when you feel like you are at rock bottom or you feel like there's nothing there, people are kind. If you're open and you ask and you just say, can somebody like, people are there, right? Absolutely. And yeah. like, And just to like look at what you've done and like what you've done to be there for other women it's just this is such a full circle moment and I'm just like I literally have chills the fact that like because I remember this happening but I mean I didn't know the details like I remember just you moving into the you know the gym on Park Ave and all of that but I I had no clue yeah I mean your uncle is just a huge played a huge part in that your whole family which is why I love having the Roberto's representing every year right so it's deep and wide it's deep and wide so I think one of the lessons that I learned uh in that time in my life was that you have to ask and you just have to have faith the right people will step forward and I was never good at asking you know it's funny because you said you know you've always seemed like you've been empowered and strong and see this is the facade and it's not that I'm not an empowered strong woman but Sometimes we tend to keep that image going even when we're falling apart. And I was falling apart at that mm. time. Like I was, I was rock bottoming out, you know, and I was really scared. And uh, so I had to open up and share my truth with some people. And of course, when I did that, the right people came to, to came to my rescue. And it was like, I just remember sitting there and although not even, I mean, this is this is how crazy it was. And I want I want to say this because I think that there are going to be women or men listening to this that need to know that you can ask when you have nothing. And so I remember I had no money, like none. And uh, I went to him and I said, can I rent your space? You know, a lot of people would would not, not ask, even ask, like not even go and put themselves not out even there. Go. And I went and he said, it's not even a question. He didn't even Samantha, he didn't even hesitate. Yeah. And I just walked away going, did that really just, did that really Mm. just happen? You know? And so we just had this beautiful conversation and it was also really important for him because he, we need to give other people an opportunity to help in the ways that they can help and where they're gifted. And 
and I, I believe truly that that was also really, uh, it felt good for him too, oh, you know, of course. To support. Yeah. yeah, of course. And it's one of those things. Yeah. It's like when you're coming from, I don't want to say a broken place, but a place where you might feel broken. That's mm. when it's like, it's hard to actually step up and do it. You know, like it's one thing to be able right. to ask when you feel like you're on the top of the world and boom, boom, boom. But it's like right. knowing that at any point, it's like the world is a kind place. There are people out there who That's right. want to do good, who want to give back, who want to lend a helping hand and say like, how can I help you? And you right. know, it's it's one thing to think of. It's like, okay, if you are in that position where you feel broken, you're not broken, but you may feel broken there are those people or if you are in a position where you feel like there's somebody who might need help or if you can help right extend that hand maybe be that person because right. it goes both ways absolutely absolutely and you know this is one of the this is like one of the foundational pieces of the uncommon woman is that you know people need places to go and just share where they are and have other people come in and say i've got you instead of trying to solve the problem, you know, I mean, what was beautiful is that he also empowered me, you know, mm -hmm. he also said, okay, so how can we do this together? And what can you do? And it made me feel empowered to know that I could contribute and that I would, you know, do my best to, you know, just play. He, he was fulfilling his part and I was going to fulfill my part, mm -hmm. you know, and it was just really empowering. And there was just so much goodness about that. And I've learned so many lessons from that moment in my life, which is that when people, when people are suffering, there's always a way for us to support, even if it means us passing them over to somebody else and saying, I can't help you, but this person can, mm -hmm. you know? So there's two things there's, there's asking, and then there's also being able to support and, and lift. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, so let's take us through. Okay. So you got back okay. on your feet, you went to the gym, right. you opened your space, you're, you're getting your power back. You're starting to right. feel a little bit. Mm -hmm. So where do we go from there in your story? So what happened was that gym expanded rapidly and I was attracting so many women who were in similar situations that I had been in, which of course is, you know, kind of universal alignment. And so then I moved into a second location because I needed a bigger space and what I recognized was all these women were coming in and they would say to me, no, Marla, I really want to lose weight. I really feel crappy about my life. And so, of course, I would start asking questions. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you feel crappy about your life? You know, why Why are you staying in this thing that's unhappy? Or, or if you don't love your job, why are you staying? So I would get to the bottom of what was really going on. And everybody was just terribly, terribly sad or mm -hmm. uh, brokenhearted or their souls had been kind of shredded up through life tragedy. And I recognized that as important as fitness is and as, as important as getting your body back into some kind of a healthy place where you can, it can carry your soul, you know, uh, that I was really starting to be moved toward helping women transform their lives in a different way. And mm -hmm. so in 2015, I went to an event, um, you know, the power of events. And I went to an event and I remember sitting there thinking, I have to close my gym. I mean, this is this, I'm, this part of my life is done. This chapter is done and I'm really feeling strongly that I need to step in in a different way and give women space in a different way. So I went from creating, you know, space for them to kind of strengthen their bodies and change their story that way to strengthening their, their inner, their inner, you know, their inner being and give them a safe space in a different way. And I so love. that's where, that's where I am today. That And that's where the Uncommon Woman was born. I love it. I mean, it's the same, um, 
same purpose. It's helping people through transformations, just different vehicle, right? It's like, you know, you just went from a car in in the fitness world to like this, like, I don't know, SUV or a truck or something different, but it's it's still, you've been been fulfilling your purpose along the way. And I think people sometimes hold on to the attachment of a job or something else and they, they just want to hold on to that but you have to almost right. like look and say okay what I love my job but what am I doing underneath it what is the actual purpose mm-hmm. underneath and if the, I'm not finding that's not filling where else can mm-hmm. I use this purpose for something else so I mean I right. really I honor that for you because it's it can be very hard to walk away from the security from everything you've built up from everything that you worked on but yeah. if you get to a point where you're like whoa this isn't hard aligned I got to, I got to jump ship. It's yeah. not, it's not an easy, I mean, I've gone oh, through this wasn't. process. Oh, I know you have. Yeah. A, a lot of people are in a place where they, they have that thought and they want to do that jump, but it's just the overwhelm of it can be crippling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. going into that, I want to know like, how did you, like what tools or what mindset things did you use to be able to make that type of leap? Mm, into good question. following this purpose? Yeah, that's a great question because that was probably one of the most difficult processes I've ever gone through in my life. And uh, I hired, first of all, I hired a coach mm. because I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I was like, what is this thing that I, I don't even know what this is? This was around the time when coaching and, and online mentorship and stuff like that was really getting hot, Right. And I saw myself in that space, but I really didn't know what it looked like. And so I hired a coach. She walked me through the process of two things, of closing my gym, uh, because she had owned a gym. It was Lori Harder. So she had owned a gym herself and had transitioned over into the space that she's in now, and which was exactly what I wanted to do. And so I hired her, and then I just leaned really hard into my intuition. I mean, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to intuition. I did and I didn't prior mm. to that. You know, some of the things I had done in my life, like leave the relationship and things like that were intuitive, but you know, I had ignored my intuition for the majority of that relationship, right? So now it's my number one voice. So I really started leaning into intuition. I started paying attention to universal signs. So there were a lot of things, a lot of people that were showing up in my life that I was like, this is really interesting. I need to research this a little bit more. I need to figure out why this person is showing up. And of course, it was somebody who was connecting me with somebody or or they were doing what I wanted to do. Like, I feel like all of these things were to li- delivered to me in a package. And it was like, here you go. You can choose to pay attention yeah. or you can choose to walk away. But if you walk away, this is the only responsibility here is your, is your mm. own, right? And so that's really what happened. I started deep diving heavy into personal development I started following a lot of people who were doing similar things. I found some people that, you know, I I considered mentors that I read and watched and dove into everything that they, you know, everything that they produced. And uh, I just created my own, I just created my own platform. I love it. You follow the breadcrumbs because that's the thing. The universe will leave little breadcrumbs wherever stage you're at. Whether you're connected to the intuition, I mean, for me, it's my internal compass. Every single right. decision I make is like, yeah. I can close my eyes, I can tune in, and I've trained myself mm-hmm. to be like this, 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 that, and that's navigated right. the past, I'd say, five years of my life. Yeah. And people ask like, how? How are you doing this? How are you doing that? How are you this? It's like, I'm cultivating, like, this I actually consider work. It's like doing right. things to get alignment so that I can right. go. Um, yeah. 
but those breadcrumbs that the universe will mm-hmm. lead leave they are real yes. and the minute you start following you pick it up and you're like huh that's funny i'm gonna go google this and then all of a sudden you find right. another coincidence and another right. coincidence it's like it can lead you on such a different path um, that's just mm-hmm. so rewarding it is. And I remember, I remember, I just want to talk about you for a minute. Cause ah, it's super fun. Okay. Um, I remember the day that you walked into my gym and you were heading off on a big trip. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah, I do. Uh, it, yeah. it was like you came in and it was just you and I, and it was the middle of the day. I think you had just been like walking by, you're on your way to like a lawyer's office. I don't even remember, but I remember yep. you came in we just got talking and you were, you were heading off for like your first big adventure and your life had really shifted and up at that point. And I remember you walked away and I thought, oh my gosh, she's going to do incredible things. And that was five, that would have been five years ago for it was, sure. It was five, it was exactly five yeah. years ago. Cause was, I have my yes. story that was like literally five years ago. It yeah. was September, October when I was yes. like, I had that epiphany uh-huh. that I needed to travel and go see the world Yeah, and that there was so much more out there and mm-hmm. I just needed to experience it to be able to make sure that I was living the right life. And like, yeah. And you went away and you never came back. (laughs) And I remember going, I was watching you. I was watching you online thinking this is incredible to to witness. So Mm. I I remember that so clearly. And you know, it's so funny because even those trips and following my destinations, like I traveled to over 50 countries during that time. Yeah. The trips I would go on, a lot of them, it was just like all of a sudden I'd be meditating at like the Body Mind Center, you know, when I was back home and I got this like epiphany, like you need to go to Peru. And then the week later, it's like I was on a flight to Peru to, you know, go figure it out and be like, and some of them were like amazing. Some of them didn't really make sense. And I'm like, I don't know why I came here, but the, 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 most like the coolest part of it all is that it all loops around like your answers always come through like I've had right. so many encounters now where I'm like that's why that happened right three years ago when I bumped into xyz holy yeah. smokes yeah that's right yeah so like absolutely following yeah. your intuition following your intuition and we don't always have to know I mean I there's been so many examples over the last several years where I was really pulled to do something or to drop something like a lot of the things that I've um one of the things that's really stood over the last few years is the transformation of my own business. So, you know, we transform, right? And as we transform, so do the things that we touch. And so the things that I've been touching in my business, for example, have transformed. It started A and we're over at like M. Nice. <laughs> you know, at this point. <laughs> and a lot of things have, a lot of things I have cultivated and grown for example, the speaking piece, right, where really understanding that women actually need support in that area. But then some of the things that I've dropped out are, are things that didn't feel right anymore. They were good at the beginning. But as I've grown, and as I've got clearer about what the movement is about, I've really brought it down. It's almost like I've put a funnel into my business. And there are only really three, three offerings now that I have and they all have to do with speaking and sharing your message and everything else I just kind of shaved away. Mm. And so I feel like that also happens, right? We get crystal clear about what we want to deliver. And this piece is really important. I'm glad you brought it up because it's the no attachment piece. Just because something mm-hmm. worked in the moment and it felt right, right and you went and you went down that path doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that tomorrow you have to continue down that path. That's right. And you don't have to feel guilt about going down that path because, hey, there's right. a reason. It just... You just might not know it yet, but right. trust your gut, right? And right, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I, I mean, I was telling you about the podcast thing, right? And it was something that I was really being pushed to do, which is interesting. It was not something that I really wanted to do, but I was getting a lot of feedback from people saying, my God, you have a storytelling platform. You need to have a podcast, you know? Um, and so I started creating the podcast and then everything about it was not feeling was not feeling easy for me. Mm-hmm. And I tend to have a lot of ease and flow in things when it feel, when it's the right thing. And I was just, I was like losing sleep over it. And so finally I just removed it and it was such a relief. And that's an example of, it's a really good example actually of just because there's a lot of it happening out there right now, doesn't necessarily mean that's where you have to be. I know a lot of people struggle with like social media, for example, like Instagram, they're like, I can't be on it. Then just don't like, yeah. don't, you, you can't, you have to really know what it is that your zone of genius is and you got to stay in your lane. And the further that we spread ourselves out, the less focused we are on our zone of genius. And so I think there's also like from a business standpoint, there's a little bit of that. Like you do have to kind of, until you have large enough teams that you can do everything, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to think like, what am I really being called to do? Like, I love that you said to me earlier, I'm just focusing on my podcast right now. I mean, that's beautiful because it's getting all of your love and all of your energy and, from there, more things will grow. But you know, what we focus on grows, right? So we have to be really intentional about where we put our focus. And it has to be aligned. Like when I first thought about the podcast, just to share this little story is that I was back home. So I sort of weaved back and forth, like travel the world, do things that were aligned, but then go back home and do real estate. So that was sort of my balance for five years. And uh, last October, I was back home and I was showing a house and it was a a private seller and Mm -hmm. my client, it wasn't for her. But then the seller and I just got chatting and we, our conversation quickly went from like surface to deep. And yeah. she looked at me and she said, you need to start a podcast. And as soon as those mm-hmm. words came out of her mouth, I felt this like, you were like bias yes. through me. And I'm like, <laughs> right. yes, I do. Right. Although right. I've never listened to a podcast before. I don't even know what they are, but it was just, you feel the alignment. So right. for people yes. who are kind of unsure or with intuition alignment, it, it, I think it boils down to a feeling. It's a gut feeling. Would you agree? Oh my gosh. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think that's why I had to shave away some things because I wasn't, I was no longer, and I love what you said earlier about the fact that it doesn't, it doesn't always, you know, you might do something and that might, you, you have to really be open to change. Right. And so what was feeling like a maybe was a, a, a hell no, really. Mm-hmm. And so I a hundred percent agree that when it feels when it feels so great, yeah. Even if you have no clue, then <laughs> then it comes really quickly, and and me. it's just a hell. Of, yeah, right. You know, and that was really me about the movement. Like I was laughing the other day, and somebody said, "How did you start a movement?" I said, "I'm going to tell you how it didn't start." Um, is that when you know when you're in in high school and they have like the career. Yeah, career day or whatever, and they figure it out. Yeah, and I'm like, there was no box that you checked that was like start a movement. You know, it's not (laughs) like this was something that I ever even understood was a thing. And I still don't even really know what a movement is. You know, I'm still figuring it out. But you just do it because it feels right. Mm. You just do it because it feels right. And, and it can be your own version. So I think I've created my own version of movement. You know, I I have no idea because I don't know what other people's movements look like from the inside. And I would almost say like a movement, like when I first hear that, it's it's the fact that it's bigger than you. It's like this alignment and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this right. and not even for myself, but I know that this is bigger than me. This can help right. more people. It's just something that 
And you're not even doing it for that. Like there's no ego involved. There's no anything involved. It's just, I know that this can make a difference in the world and this is purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just a platform where lots of people come in, I guess. Right. As opposed to just you. So Mm. I saw this really awesome quote. I just wanted to, I wanted to read it to you. It's a Coco Coco Chanel, who I love. And you probably appreciate her as well. Because I know your style, girl. (laughs) I love Um, Chanel. (laughs) I know. And she says, the most courageous act is still to think for yourself aloud. And I love that. And I think that that's kind of part of what we do, you know, when we're, when we're moving through these different stages in our lives, you know, is that we really do have to think for ourselves and then we have to voice it and test it out with the universe, you know, and I kind of feel like that's what happened with the movement and with my story and, and even with you, I mean, here you are doing a podcast. You can't get much louder than that, right? Like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's like you, you choose something and then you declare it in whatever way you declare it. So whether it's creating something or, or, um, speaking, right. And so I just, I think that's a great quote because I really do believe that that's, we, that that's where the secret sauce is that you just have to think for yourself. You know, everything has been created right? Mm, yeah. But how are you going to do it in your own way? Your own twist, your own energy, your yeah. own outlook, your own whatever. Yeah, 100%. Something that I want to just like also highlight with that, because I thought about this, yeah. is that, you know, the the courage part behind that is that what I found, and I'm sure you can definitely relate, um, is that when you begin to speak your own truth, and you begin to start walking on your own path and saying, you know, this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I'm going to feel, not necessarily everyone around you is going to be behind you and say, <laughs> you know, I, I support you and I love you. And right. Oh like, my gosh. no, oh no. And the courage is like hearing mm. what other people are saying, but not owning, you know, it as, right. like, as, as truth. I had to learn right. this like about a decade ago, like the whole boundaries thing, just because yeah. some, someone says something doesn't make it true. Right. So yeah, hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Like when I closed my gym, yeah, this was a really powerful example because I had made such a massive um, presence. I had I had created such a presence online. This was kind of before Facebook is the way that it is now. You know, mm-hmm. I had created this incredible presence online on social media around my gym, and that's how I grew my gym was strictly through Facebook. It was like the craziest thing. It was kind of a phenomenon at the time. Now people do it all the time, but through that, uh, you know, I put myself out there, mm. right, in a big way. And so when I closed my doors, I felt it in a big way. There was a backlash. And mm. often it's what people don't say, right? Like all of a sudden, it got really quiet. And when you're in a small community, and I love Thunder Bay, and this has nothing to do with Thunder Bay being a good or bad place. But when you're in a small community, and everybody knows you and everybody feels like there's some kind of ownership of that, then you really, you put yourself out for judgment. And so I experienced a lot of that. And it was the first time around, it was really hard for me. I'm not going to lie. Like I went into a bit of a spin because Mm. I was like, man, people I thought would be on my side are just not, you know? Uh, But what I recognized was that there's also a relationship, uh, there's kind of, uh, I don't know what the word would be, like an expiration date Mm. for some of these kinds of things. And that 
the relationships that I had built in my gym were not the necessarily the same relationships that I was going to be uh, nurturing in my new business, right? Mm. And so I had to accept that. And that was one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned from that process was that you have to, like you said earlier, have no expectation and no attachment. No attachment. If you're following your intuition, you just have to know that it's the right thing. And I just had to keep going back to, I just know this is right. I can't, I must've said that a million times in that time because it was, it was really the only thing I had to hang on to because I really didn't know what I was doing. Right. I didn't even mantra, know where I right. The power right, of the yeah. mantra. I just know this yeah. is right. Cause you saying yeah. that it's actually transmuting to that feeling. That's right. And that feeling is what's like getting you to put the one foot in front of the other. Right. right. And keep moving forward. Yeah. You know, like something that just kind of came to mind that I, I want to just, as you're talking again, um, I, a call to action to anybody who is listening to this, if you recognize within your space mm. that there is a relationship that you might have been that person or might have cast those judgments or might have, you know, mm. ghosted or pulled away from somebody, you know, right. in times past, I want you to maybe use this as a call to action to extend that hand and reach out. Like I'm not even like to whether it's you, Marlo, whether it's me, whether it's anybody else. Like if you're hearing this, you know, right. it's never too late to just extend a nice word and be like, you know what? Time has moved and space has moved. And I'm looking back at the situation and I'm really sorry for if I made mm -hmm. you feel that or if I did this. Like right. you, there's also like a little bit of a barrier between those spaces. And I think you'd mm -hmm. agree that you know, it's never too late to nope. just kind of like go back and say, you know what? I, I was kind of a jerk. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, who really is, you know, who does a really good kind of lesson on this is Tony Robbins. And I've never forgotten, you know, you hear something and you're like, oh, it's just, it hits you at the right time. And mm -hmm. so, oh, you know, probably two or three years ago, I was listening. It actually was probably around this very time that I was going through this transition now that I think about it. And I remember I was out at the lake um, and I was listening to Tony Robbins and he said, you know, if you've ever had a relationship that that you at once valued that's kind of gone south and you've never resolved it just pick up the phone and and leave a message if they don't answer and just say hey you know i know that you and i it's been a long time since we've connected I, it's been a long time since we've had a conversation and i'm not here to reignite our friendship i'm not here to ask for an apology or necessarily you know get a response i just want you to know that I am sorry for the way that things went with us and I love you and I hope that you're happy. And mm. I will never forget that. And I was, and I have done that since on so many different occasions when, when it didn't matter where the fault lied because that's always just perspective. Mm -hmm. It was just, I just want to heal this because I can't seem to set it down. My heart is still carrying it. And so we can be on either side of that. We can even be the ones who feel like we were hurt and still do that. And that's powerful because mm -hmm. talk about, you know, transformation. If we were to phone somebody, phone somebody, not text message, not, and his whole thing was that you got to have like a voice to voice, phone somebody that we feel hurt us mm -hmm. and say, I just want to set this down. I love you. I hope you're happy. I'm sorry that things went the way they did. I'm mm -hmm. sorry for my role in that. That's really powerful. Forgiveness sets you free, right? It does. Like, yes. Wow. Yeah. 
It does. Yeah. I'm actually after this. I'm like, okay, I like, I've done a lot of personal development <laughs> work and a lot of like, yeah, I've peeled back a lot of layers, but like, I'm going to actually spend some time brainstorming being like, okay, is there anybody that I need to call? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know that I, you know, because there's always new things coming up. Right. And yeah. I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I brought that up because I actually just had a name pop up that oh, I need to. Oh. Uh, anyway, these things, these things show up because it's time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Marlo, uh, um, I mean, wow. Like this has been such an incredible conversation. There's been so many nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> I have one last question for you. Um, what's next for Marlo Ellis? Like, what direction are you going with with uh, the Uncommon Woman? I mean, you have your seats to stage package as well. You're helping a yeah. lot of women get out there. What do yeah. you see, like, the trajectory of where you're going? That's such a juicy question because I've. this is kind of what I've been sitting on this year in 2019 is what's next for me. So I feel like it's been a bit of a germinating year, mm -hmm. uh, but I really feel strongly that the Uncommon Woman is going to go global next year. So I really want to hit all the continents live, and that's one of my goals. So I'm bringing the Uncommon Woman Black and White Gallery, which is a gallery of images. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing it to Florence, Italy oh, in the spring. I know. So that was kind of like my first step. But I just want, I really want to be doing more live events and kind of everything that's old is new again, right? I want to go old school. I want to go back into rooms with people with like, you know, images that are on paper that we stand and we look and we can touch it and we can have a conversation. I really want to go old school. I feel like that's where my heart is pulling me. So I think there's going to be a lot more of Uncommon Woman live next year. Mm, that's what I, yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. live events, I mean, like when you're there and you hear the mm. story and you see those photos and you, you can work you know, within that room and that energy. I mean, that's where magic is created and that's where transformation can happen. Like, Absolutely. You, you know, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you saw my post, but I went to the Uncommon Woman Tour last October. Yes. And uh, right before, I don't know why I did this, but right before I went, like literally the morning before, I went and I looked at my hairdresser and I said, Natalie, chop my hair off. And she's like, what? Are you sure? Because it was super long. I'm like, nope, chop it. I want it short again. And when she finished, I looked in the mirror and I absolutely loved it. I was so happy. I was so this. I was just like felt so like liberated and free. Yeah. Anyways, then I went to literally straight from there to the university where you had yeah. to yeah. watch the whole, you know, was there for all the stories. And one of the stories actually reflected back to a difficult part in my time. And I saw right. this woman on stage sharing her truth and sharing, you know, what she's gone through and everything. And um, I realized like when I got out of that day, I looked back in the mirror and I remember cause the last time I chopped my hair like that, like literally was the, was yeah. a, a decade before when I did it because I couldn't stand the person looking back at me. And it was because I had gone through, um, an assault a sexual assault when I was away at university and there was shame and there was guilt and there was, you know, like just so many deep emotions that oh were, gosh. yeah. Like, but I had this full circle moment where I'm like, Whoa, look at all the growth and look everything I've been through in that time. And I, I, I posted about it publicly. I actually went on my Facebook and I did You're, not know that. Yeah, I, I didn't know what, whether or not you had seen it because it no. was just. I, was I, that was that you posted that last year? On my personal Facebook page. So it wasn't it wasn't right, like, right. you know, but it was right. personal. But I just I shared my story of, wow. you know, like just like how over the ten you know, like right. just the last time I did that I couldn't 
look in the mirror and that's why I'm like I need to look different I literally could not look at myself in the mirror like it was just like anytime I saw myself in the mirror I would just cry it was just this emotional release and and uh it inspired me to share that story and then through sharing that story the amount of messages of from other women who were going through similar things or who had gone through a similar thing they reached out and they just said thank you right and it was about that time that I thought about starting the podcast to help other women to come on and share stories and and uh yeah, like it's wow. just it's such a full circle moment. That so. is. <laughs> I love how our stories are so entwined. This is the universe, people. This is exactly what uh-huh. we're talking about uh-huh. happening 100%. in real life, right? A hundred percent. And first of all, I want to acknowledge you for mm-hmm. sharing your story publicly because I know that 10 years, you know, holding something in for 10 years is a lot of, is a lot of time, is a lot of uh, erosion within, right, in that mm-hmm. time. So thank you for sharing that because not only has it lightened your load, which has allowed you to do the work that you're doing right now, which we need, but also obviously you created space for other women to come in and share. And, you know, people don't know us the way that they think they know us. You know, Mm -hmm. for example, I'm sure that there were people who messaged you who said, Samantha Roberto, I had no idea over all these years that this was something you carried. Mm -hmm. And and when we have to keep that in mind when we are treating one another, mm. just in general, that we do not know the understory, the backstory, the sad story beneath every single human. We don't know. And when we judge, when we ghost, when we are, you know, selfish or abusive or angry or judgmental. We have no, we have no idea really what it is that we're judging and, and what's going on below. So I just, ha- I just want to thank you for Aww, thank that. You. Thank you, Marlo. And thank you so wow. much. Like, this is such like, I'm so grateful for you to be here. Mm. Um, if anybody wants to reach out, to, I'm just like feeling that message. It's just like, oh, thank you. It feels so good. So, but if anybody wants to reach out to you or find you um, or, you know, get tickets to your upcoming mm-hmm. tour, you're doing Calgary and Thunder Bay. Yeah, yeah, my two hometowns. And, um, and uh, where can yeah, they find you online? So they just go to theuncommonwoman.com forward slash CCT, which is cross country tour forward okay. slash. Um, but you could just go to the Uncommon Woman and it pops up right there. And theuncommonwoman.com is my online presence as well as social media. So the Uncommon Woman, both on Facebook and on Instagram. And uh, that's where you can find me. And it's a really beautiful container this year. I have really put a lot of intention into it. You know, your first year is always the first one, right? And it was magical and you can't ever replace it. But I did sit back this year and think about, you know, what I wanted to do for year two. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for you. And I just want to thank you for for doing this. Mm -hmm. It was such a pleasure. It really was. Thanks again for listening. If you found this episode inspiring, feel free to share it because who knows, a friend just might need to hear this message. I'll post a link to the Uncommon Woman website in the show notes. And remember, you are never alone. No matter how dark a place and time may seem, there's always someone out there who's willing to listen and to help. Sometimes you just have to ask. Please comment and let us know if anything from this episode stood out to you. We love to hear what you think. Lastly, keep being you, be beautiful. We'll see you next week. Thank you.